welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. I'm super excited to have this girl on, or this woman on, <laughs> purely because we met, well, what, two, three years ago, I think it was? Yeah, probably about three years, yeah. So back, I think it was in Leeds, we went to the Fit Factor casting together, and when this lady said that she's like a mum of four, I think it's now five? Is that correct? No, no, it was three. It's now four. Oh, ah! <laughs> three. I just thought, oh my god, this girl is absolute girls, and we just we've kept in touch ever since. And she's now actually doing her own show, or she's a promoter for the PCA North East show. And I'm really, really interested to hear about what goes on behind the scenes because obviously, when we're on stage, we're only thinking about ourselves. Let's be honest. But I think it's really it's going to be insightful to see what goes on. Leanne's competed as well. Uh, you did really, really well, actually, from what I remember. Yeah, I think I came back eighth. That one bad. Oh, it was good. old girl. <laughs> you did ever show, didn't you do the UFE or something like that as well? Yeah, yeah, UFE later on in the year, yeah. Um, and I came second and third. Smashed it. So, yeah, welcome, <laughs> Leanne, to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. I know you're, like, super busy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so, talk to me. Obviously, we've just said about your competing history. How did you come about actually now running one of the PCA shows? Talk to us through that. Oh, well, my partner, Callum, um, he knows... Uh, Ryan, obviously, Alexander, who's the president of the PCA, and we knew they didn't have a show in the Northeast. And we've got a lot of bodybuilders, amazing, amazing bodybuilders, uh, both male and female. So we had a bit of a chat to him and managed to secure it. And the main thing is the venue. It's really important to have an amazing venue. And obviously, we've got the Tyne uh, Theatre Royal and the Opera House, and it's Sorry. beautiful. The Opera House is just gorgeous. So once we got that, it was just uh, hit the ground running. Amazing. So it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful. I, backstory, guys, I've got family in Newcastle. But yeah, it's so, so beautiful around there. Just don't get yeah. out with the bridge when it goes up. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's running late for their show. The time bridge goes up. You're like, no! I've got a show. Yeah. The eye, the eye starts tilting. You think, uh, nah, I'm not running across there. <laughs> yeah, but it's right in the, the venue's right in the city centre. Um, so it's really handy for all the transport. And the, it's just a beautiful old building. Really lends itself to just showcasing everyone. It's just lovely. I can't scream about it enough. If you've seen the photograph from last year, it's just beautiful. Oh, amazing! So what? So how have you found planning a show? Obviously, you've been on stage and now you're technically behind the stage. How different has it been, do you think? What differences have you seen? Oh, my God. It's a whole different ball game. And um, yeah, if, when you're doing prep yourself, you're in a bubble. So you kind of shut yourself off from everyone else. But when you're promoting a show you have to think of every like sort of eventuality you've got to think of what does everyone need and how can I make it the easiest possible day for my competitors so yeah when we're thinking about tanning and you know makeup and any other services that our competitors have to use we need to make those local 
accessible at the venue and so that people because people travel as well so we need to make sure we've got pump up equipment everything there for them so they don't have to think because everyone knows you get prep brain and you forget stuff even the most simplest things let's hope nobody forgets bikini or trunks but um imagine yeah i don't need to see that (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah just you have to you have to think of so much more and you want i guess when you compete in yourself it's quite a selfish sport in a way but when you're promoting you have to think of everyone else you have to just anything they might need you just have to think about all the time (laughs) it's quite different (laughs) i think my head is just spinning thinking of all the little things that we need to make sure of and you just want you want them to have the best experience possible definitely because you Um, never know if it's like a first timer or you know you don't know their backstory i guess and bits like that do you no not at all so i mean like first time so they're really nervous often don't really know how the show runs so they ask they tend to ask a lot of questions before but on the day they they like very much need to know what's happening yeah you really want a really smooth running show so we obviously you need to select the people backstage who work with you because it's not just me and callum backstage there's a massive team rounding people up and making sure that everyone's seen to tanned glossed and the music guy is like one of our most important people to make sure because obviously you people who've got a routine have practiced that routine um so it's his job i have sent him that music we go through it at least three times before it's his job to make sure that for those 60 seconds or 90 seconds however long they've got is the right music it starts at the right point and it finishes at the right point um yeah and just that everything's perfect you're kind of a bit ocd about it (laughs) i guess it kind of when you're ocd about your prep i guess planning a show is just like a good transition because you're kind of doing like similar things maybe (laughs) yeah yeah kind of yeah but in a different format like i'm not dieting so i don't have any of that but yeah it's your ocd because you know it's it's useful because both myself and callum have competed so we both know what it's like to be on stage we both know what it's like to be totally depleted and not really thinking properly and know what you want to get out of that experience because you've prepped for 16 weeks, 20 weeks, however long your prep's for, and you've got two minutes on that stage. But yeah. that two minutes has to be the best two minutes of their entire life. Definitely. So what are like the little things that you kind of have to really take like or pay attention to, which we probably wouldn't even notice ourselves? Yeah, lighting. So we spend ages making sure that the lighting's perfect for where everyone's standing you all want the most perfect photographs because you've prepped and you're looking the best you ever have so we spend hours making sure that the lighting's right someone stands in front of them well, well hours and hours before the show starts we make sure that it's correct the right brightness everyone in the lineup's going to be right but also it's not just the lineup it's when people move forward or do their routine the tea walk or we need to make sure the lighting is right all angles so you get the right pictures that the music obviously you need to make sure that you've got the tanning service so we want to make sure we've got the best just team 
around so making sure that everyone's glossed if anyone needs a touch-up of tan everyone asks up at some point that they've got a hand print or something's dripped on them or whatever they need that also things that people don't necessarily think about when they come off we've got by the side of the stage you know there's harry bows water you know bikini by extra bikini back but you know little things like pins uh, a girl had obviously lost uh, last year had lost a bit quite a bit of weight so and the bikini was like literally just hanging on so we're like having to stitch stitch and just um, pin things together to make it fit but make it look good a bikini bite in it the size of the stage um because you want them to look the best and obviously you don't want it to fall down on stage there's not a lot you can do in two minutes but everyone who went on that stage looked amazing so you know you just do what you have to do in like two minutes oh my god it, i can imagine it's just like carnage the whole day you're just on some sort of like adrenaline that you just keep going and keep going yeah i mean yeah we i think i survived last year on slushies uh, to, for the sugar rush and then just to keep hydrated <laughs> yeah i think that's what i survived on so what have been the funniest sorts of questions that you've had then and maybe how can competitors plan or kind of prepare for their show day probably a little bit better i don't know <laughs> yeah well people in general when people register we send out an email to them with lots of details on and then nearer to the time, we send them out another email which has, you know, specific information on like what time they need to be there, when the athletes meeting is. I think people skim read and they don't take it in. I don't know whether it's prep brain or they just don't read it. Um, but often, yeah, we get messages of how do I get to the venue? How long does it take? How long will it take me to get to the venue? One, I don't know where you live. I'm not Google. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not Google and yeah so i've been asked that question before and just said just put the postcode into google and at one point i think i did do that for someone and said oh, it'll take you three hours and they argued with me that it would take less time i thought why just google it yourself don't ask me then don't ask me the question if you know the answer <laughs> i can imagine you get some really funny questions and it's be just i don't know if it's because of the personal maybe it's the prep brain but yeah i can imagine you get some really funny stuff said to you <laughs> yeah just daft things um we were saying before lots of people ask if they can bring people backstage and it's we've got uh, 150 athletes some shows you know sometimes it's been more than that and if every said, oh, yeah, yeah, everyone could bring someone, that's like 300 people backstage on top of, you know, our team, on top of us. And you can't get all your athletes together if there's lots of people in your way. So we say no. People get a bit upset about it sometimes. But I'm like, look, you don't need anyone. We're all a family back here. We have everything you need to help you. We're not going to, um, we don't single out people. We don't have favourites. You know, we want every single one of you to have a positive experience. So we don't want anyone else backstage. We'd rather you just got came back. You know, everyone gets on with each other. I think that's the thing that last year, a lot of competitors said that it was really friendly, that there was no bitchiness or anything. And if you needed something, someone else had it. 
and you could just borrow it because that's what it's about isn't it it's like everyone forgets something and if we don't have it someone else will definitely um but yeah we do get some funny questions and it would just my advice would just be just read the information given to you read the poster and if it's still not there, which it probably is there, <laughs> um, if it still isn't there or you need something specific, just message us. And that's, we're here to sort of, you know, we are here to help people, but the information, I think the most annoying thing is when the information is right there in front of them and they haven't bothered to look, they just ask the question. But I think it's probably a mixture of prep brain, brain rather, and also the fact that, that's the kind of society we live in. We just put it on Facebook. We just ask the question. We won't bother looking for it. We just ask the question. And, you know, it probably is easier than bothering to look yourself. But obviously, at this point, we're, what, two weeks away from the show? And we're in the thick of things now, making sure that the finer little things and everyone's where they need to be. So, yeah, right now is when the questions will start. And you're like, I really don't have time to to answer these questions that you have the information on. Yeah. That's the thing. Like you guys are more than happy to help, but I get, yeah, I, I, I do see from the promoter standpoint, how frustrating it can be when they're trying to delegate their time to making those final touches, to doing the little details and planning everything. And obviously that time away talking to that person who hasn't maybe looked at the website, I guess that can be a bit frustrating, but I remember you mentioned some before we started recording about trophies, like people being yeah. kind of, I don't know, like it's obviously you have prep brain, but I always think like you've just got to be kind of, even though it's fun, you've still got to be professional and polite. Somebody particularly wanted to know what the trophies were like. Um, and we have really good quality trophies. The, the ones that are, you know, they're made of glass, it's not plastic. It's glass, it's heavy duty. The actual trophies of statues are really good quality. Um, but yeah, somebody actually wanted to check what they were like and to check that they weren't plastic and they were good quality. Otherwise, they didn't want to compete. <laughs> Imagine that, like, instead of choosing your show, like when you're going to lean out or like, where the location is, you just judge it on the trophy. You're just like, I like that trophy. I want to compete there. <laughs> and if everyone's brutal, of the trophies you actually win, I don't know anyone who I know who's won a trophy who actually has it at home on display, really. It kind of gets put behind what might be someone's doorstop or it gets put in their gym, the gym that they trained, the gym that they represented. Like we have, there's loads of trophies in, our, in the gym where we train, you know, and that's what people do with them because they don't really want them at home. And afterwards, they think it's important, but actually if you come first, it's just, it's an amazing feeling and actually just um going on to then represent yourself in the finals represent your gym rep, you know that's the most important thing not really what the trophy's like yeah. um but hey ho <laughs> i find that so funny that someone's like what are those tro- i don't know I, I find it weird some it sounds a bit silly but i find some competitors just strange <laughs> they just say silly weird things and i'm like what why yeah i think it's prep brain i think majority of it isn't actually people they aren't like that normally i think it's just the fact that they're depleted and they've had no carbs for however long there's a lot to be said for fast carbs 
so everyone's so lovely after like even if even we we didn't have any major divas last year and that was our first year um so you know i think that's great but yeah i imagine in in some shows that and there are a diva um there are a few divas yeah i think it's just that they haven't had enough cards perhaps just oh, a few. chuck yeah. them a bag chuck them a bag of harry bows just to come off and they'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> just, just have some kind of bottles babe you're fine you're fine yeah so yeah. how do you go about choosing tanners this is kind of the question i've got because i get really confused i obviously federations have sponsored tanners yeah. and then you see some do like, do you guys choose like what tanning you go for like how do you decide how like what you have in terms of like the makeup artist and the tanners and all that sort of stuff so with the, P- with the PCA, they have gone with a company and they have sort of a team. So they have um, a tanning team and a makeup artist and hair team that come that travel to each show. So they're with Pro Tan now. But it depends on what the competitor wants. Obviously, we encourage them to use the tanning service and the makeup artists and hair people that, that are obviously allowed backstage. They're the only people that are allowed backstage. We encourage that because it takes the stress out of competing, doesn't it? And that anything to do that is great. Yeah. Um, so if they need a touch up, it's just there. If they need gloss, it's just there. But a lot of people, I think it's personal preference because it depends who you've had your tan with before. Like I've had, God, about three or four tans from different, like, you know, tanning services because they've been recommended by the show. Personally, I think it's always better to go with the one recommended by the show mm-hmm. because they have obviously got the tan that is going to look good on stage and they're just there. It's like they're the only official people allowed backstage. I just think if anything goes wrong with your tan, you've got, they're there. You, they can sort it out. Whereas I think if I had mine done somewhere else and they weren't there on the day and something went wrong, you can't use a different tan because it could go green. Yeah. And that's not what you want when you go on stage. And you spend so long doing it that I think it's probably worth it. But some people have their own preference. Obviously, there's a lot of people that use dream tan and things. Um, but it is your personal preference, whatever you want. But I would certainly want to go with the tanner who would be available on the day yeah because then yeah as you say if something does happen then they are there to sort it out yeah there's people who you lo- like there's lots of tanners who are just lovely amazing people i've you know i've not worked with this will be the first year i've personally worked with pro tan but all the tanners are just so helpful they're just they're just online and you know they're just there and they'll tell you how to prep your skin they'll tell you what to do if anything you know things like that i think it, they are go with the one that is recommended for your show whichever one that is go with them That's i do I'm. that every time i <laughs> everyone's like oh just tan yourself i'm too scared i'll put it out there i'm too scared to put that in my own hands nope no no i wouldn't even i would my hair at all i, I always do myself um, but makeup and rubbish, absolutely shit at putting yeah. lashes on. Really crap. <laughs> so, so anyone who could just do that, that would be great. I can't do flicks either. So yeah, 
and obviously I don't carry around makeup that is of a dark enough, <laughs> dark enough shade yeah. to go with my tan. I'd end up having like a ghost-like face and then like a really tan body, which would look crap. So I think going with a makeup artist as well is always a good plan, even if you do your own hair. I have like a guy that I know from uh, around here and he's just wicked. I love him. He always, yeah. he's like my like, the only person I trust in my hair. So always does it. And then yeah, saying I always do makeup with the person and I always do tan because makeup, like some people can do it by themselves. Like you, like you do you, but as we obviously look right now, we both don't wear makeup uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or do anything with our hair. So <laughs> I like I very much just like to sit there, suddenly, like you're thinking of so many other things. It's just, it's having that convenience and that's why they are there. It's to make your lives so much easier. Definitely. Definitely. So, uh, another question I've got for you. I'm not going to name federations, but I have seen quite a lot of shows run really late into the night, like stupidly late. And from your perspective like why do some shows run on time and then some shows don't is there like a certain thing that happens sometimes it's the amount of competitors you've got to get through so we kick off at 12 and last year we finished about eight o'clock and we ran on time but we i mean that was with a really good team you can get all your athletes together but um, I guess sometimes it doesn't run to time. If you've got a big category, you can't have all of those people on stage at the same time. There's physically like, so last year we had to split our bikini girls into height. So therefore we've got like two categories, which were just one category before. So we've got bikini short and bikini tall for bikini toned. So and then obviously the bikini trained girls were split. So then we had bikini trained in there. So I think sometimes if you've got a lot of competitors and you've had to split that category and it depends how you've got to split it is that that's why a show can take much longer. And also just not having, I think just not, it doesn't, if you've got a really good team, you can make sure that your next category athletes are ready to go and often yeah you just you need that you need that it's better to have I guess a team the team behind the scenes who we have they've all competed before so they all know what's expected of them where they need to be who needs to be where and they're constantly thinking ahead and I think that's what you need but yeah I think it's just really I think it's this amount of competitors that they've got to get through an amount of categories and we've got a couple of extra categories this year. So it probably will be a little bit longer. But yeah, I don't, I think a show that goes on late, late, you know, athletes have been there for the meeting before it starts. And if you're the last person on, obviously some people, yeah, and some people time when they eat their carbs and when they're going to go on stage, because obviously they, they want to look their best. So yeah, if you don't run on time, people come and ask because I have people come to ask me what time am I on? Are we going? Are we running on time? Because they're planning on what they're going to eat when. Mm. So if you're running late, you know, or you and they've eaten, and then you need to delay things. It then just has a knock-on effect. But yeah, no, I mean we ran on time, but I do agree that some sometimes it does feel like they go on way way too late, and you're tired. 
and then a lot of people have to travel home they don't stay because they've stayed the night previous they don't stay that night so they're traveling home and it's just exo it's an exhausting day and it's uh, i mean it's tiring enough um on competitors just a shorter day but yeah yeah i always say two nights just because it makes it so much it is nice i'll have to finish like the show just to go back and not feel like you have to travel yeah. and go anywhere like that's personally how i like to do it anyway how do you split the classes so is it like a certain number that you kind of have and then you know that you've got to split it or does it just depend it just depends because sometimes like uh, we we keep a whiteboard in our house of all of our competitors who've registered so we know how we can see i'm not very good at just cat like we get lots of emails so it's easier when someone registers to have their name on a whiteboard like the only people who see it are, are me and Callum. no one else gets to have a look and we never give out never ever ever tell anyone anyone who's you know like Do we you don't give that? a name people want to know who's in their class yeah and we just say don't know don't know because i think they that is cheeky i understand why they're doing it but it is kind of cheeky like regardless yeah. you're gonna be up against them at some point if you yeah. go good so my feeling is it's not a competition if there's no one else in your category you know true. you want to compete with someone you want to showcase yourself against someone else that's the whole point of a competition yeah. but we have a whiteboard where we keep all of our registrations um so we can see when a category is getting pretty full but i think i'm pretty sure that last year's bikini girls there was 15 in one class um possibly even more by the time registration had closed and that's too many to be on stage at one time you can't possibly look at 15 girls all in one go there's just no way so at that point obviously on the day when everyone arrives we say right okay these everyone's turned up because some people register and they don't turn up so on the day you go right okay we have all of these girls who are coming so right we need to split that class and then you say right okay, we'll do it short and tall or yeah whatever you need to do to split the class to make it sort of even and still competitive decided really close to the day so until you really can't tell until registration's closed about how you're going to split it but it's usually for bikini girls it's height sometimes it's weight for um the boys sometimes it's height again it just depends on on how we decide to do it but you know really that's a the judges all decide on how they want to split it as well i find it interesting with men they do change it between weight and height whereas with girls it's just height isn't it yeah I do find that really interesting. And I always think, since recently, when I was in the PCA last year, I felt like I needed my own height class. Because obviously you've got like, what's the tall? It's five foot six or something. Yeah. So you can, oh, obviously this is rubbish because everyone's on audio, but you've literally got all these people like five foot six, seven, eight, and then there's me like 10, 11, just like towering over. <laughs> yeah, but then, then you've got a slight advantage because you stand out. Do you think? Yeah, because people always like, I, I tend to, when I'm watching, and bear in mind, I don't judge. Yeah. I judge it. Um, but when I'm watching, I'm obviously looking for the physique that I'm for, but there's, there's always like, say, one bikini that's just the so right colour for that girl, and it so pops, and you just see them. Like, you can't help but look. And also, like height, if you're the tallest, 
in that group, your your eye is automatically drawn to that person. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't think of it that way. I didn't think of it that way. Um, yeah. So you're yeah. So you, if you're the tallest in that group, then your eyes uh, eyes are automatically drawn to you. You know, and and the same goes for like picking people what colour they wear, because some people suit so suit certain colours and it just looks amazing. Yeah. So it's not always a disadvantage to be tall. <laughs> <laughs> find out, find out. So how do you, because obviously people ask a lot about federations and like the, the rules and the guidelines, yeah? So mm-hmm. people really get in their EGB about platforms. Obviously, let's be honest, UK BFF, I have heard that they, they will literally get the ruler and they'll just start looking at the shoes and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> PCA are just as long as you can, if you can walk in them, not ridiculous platforms, height, they're not, they, I have never seen any, any judge, yes, get out of, it, be sensible. You don't want to be wearing massive platforms that are sparkly because it detracts from what we're wanting to see, which is your body. So yeah, if you want to wear five inch heels we're five inch when we're four inch because let's face it you've got to walk in them and some people don't walk in five inch heels um, then, yeah. <laughs> then go with what's comfortable i tend to always i always have an ankle strap yeah, always so. i can't walk in those mule things i um, know when people are like yeah it makes my legs look longer i'm like yeah it makes my legs look longer but they make them look stupid because i can't walk yeah so, and let, i probably end up kicking my shoe off into the judges thing or something because they fall off yeah but i don't think they don't have they're, they're all about the athlete pca are all about giving back to the athlete so you know as long as they're sensible um they just don't want to detract from what you what you're there to showcase which is your body yeah it's not your shoes, how hard you've worked yeah um so just whatever heel height you need but yeah obviously different federations have their different rules so it is important if you're competing with someone else then not to you know to look at, at what is allowed but yeah and the same goes with jewelry and things like that there's no real rule but just to, you don't need too much bling just a little bit don't detract from what what we're there to see just a little bit I think that's so important to say. Like you know, with compact and stuff, I have had a few girls say like, "Oh, what, what do I get?" And they want to really go crazy, and they find it really weird when I'm saying to them, "No, you don't need all that." Because obviously, for me, they're probably thinking, "What?" But do you try and remind them like you don't need to go crazy. You don't need to get five thousand rings and you know ankle straps and or the diamante ones. You know what I mean? I just I do say to them, just try and keep it as simple as you can. Yeah. yeah, because I do think so. I think it is getting that like balance of sparkle and actually reminding yourself that they are there to look at the physique. I mean, if you want sparkle, put it on your bikini. Yeah, put it on your bikini. I would say a bangle, a bangle, a ring, and some earrings. Done. 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 Um, and that's it. Just roll with that. I think that's plenty. Um, and yeah, shoes you can walk in is more important. Shoes you can actually walk in. Because, you know, to be fair, like, I guess some girls just just don't walk in heels like that. So they find it quite hard. And obviously, it depends where you've practiced as well. Because some people practice on a gym floor or a studio floor, which is, like, soft. 
essentially it's like you know it's not wood or slippy like a stage is so yeah they need to practice 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 in those shoes <laughs> never mind how high the heel is definitely i would never go over five inch it would just be bloody pointless for me it, i'd just look even i just look like <laughs> well, you, yeah so yeah you'd look even taller can you imagine <laughs> five inches oh that'd be so funny that'd be so funny um one question that i've got for you as well we've already discussed this but i think it's so so important that people realize this obviously you are a promoter yeah, yeah. and yeah. you work alongside with the judges yeah people talk about you know the hidden politics and all that stuff how much of a say do you guys get with the results that happen on that show day basically nothing nothing at all because we're there to promote the show so a lot of the athletes in the northeast we know and that would be unfair if we got to judge those people because we know them so i know that obviously we have a judging panel there's about six judges and if anyone is there are obviously the judges on there will have perhaps trained some of the competitors but they will declare this beforehand so if anyone you know if there's any sort of conflict of interest it's declared beforehand so that you know you can't judge that person because you've either done posing or you you they're your client so you they've trained with you they all prep clients should i say so it's all declared before so there's no bias it is just what what you bring on that day but we are we ourselves don't have any influence any influence at all so it doesn't matter if you tag me in you know or offer me trips to the cape um it's i don't have any we don't have any influence on that it is what you bring on the day it is what you bring on the day and to be honest we've both been competitors before and if you weren't the best on the day and you didn't get placed or you didn't um, get top three, take it on the chin, take it on the chin, learn from it, take it up, rack it up as a bit of experience and think, I've had a brilliant day. I've done the best I can do. Right, take what the judges say on board, listen to what they say because they're not just going to give you some woolly answer and at least give them 24 hours to get back to you when it's finished because they've probably got to head to another shore straight away but one of them will give you feedback then you will get feedback if you ask for it you just need to also remember that no one the judges are going by a number they do have your name but they'll remember a number because that's what they've got on their sheet of paper as well so if anyone wants feedback it's important that they remember the number that they had on the day that is what i would say um but no we don't have any influence whatsoever it's whatever anyone brings on the day there are six sometimes more judges it's not biased in any way because each of those individual people will have you know just the criteria that's what they're looking for so you know it's not just one person makes a decision it's a group of six and sometimes they take a little while to decide who has come first second and third because sometimes there's very very little that separates them i would say sometimes i go oh i don't understand why that person's one but that's not, I'm not judging and thank God I'm not judging because it must be such a hard thing. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, 
it does depend on sometimes I see people the day before the week before and I think oh my god you look amazing and then on show day I think oh oh I don't know what they've done on that day because they don't look as good as they did last week so that's that's why I couldn't judge because I'd be like yes but but they did look amazing the other week and I couldn't do it all that oh and I couldn't separate myself from that but yeah the, the judges have a really hard job to decide who wins and and you know the, everyone's clear things but yeah, yeah. I think I'm it's not. really hard because I I always look at bikini yeah and yeah I always try and like pick the winners I never ever pick what the judges say so I'm like I'd be the shittest judge like yeah obviously I ain't got a clue what I'm looking for but yeah I think it's so hard so hard. yeah oh definitely definitely I wouldn't want to, I mean, Callum will probably be a judge at some point. Obviously, you never judge our show um, because you, you, there is too much bias in judging your own show. Yeah, I try and pick who's a winner, but um, I sometimes get it right. I can pick top three. I might not get it right first and the third, but I can pick top three. That's but with good. Bikini, yeah, it's like, I think with Bikini, I'm so, I look at what... The, it's the people who stand out i think um and then i then the people who stand out i look at their physique and then i get distracted by the others so yeah the judges have a hard job but i think yeah it's nice if athletes could be um gracious after it's nothing personal it is just what they see on the day it doesn't what they see on the day doesn't represent what the person actually is mm-hmm. you know the judges don't know what they do in a, for a day job, what they do, you know, in their daily lives, what crap they've got going on. Yeah. Um, it is just purely what you look like on the day. Um, and like I said before, sometimes um, I've been guilty of it. Like on the day you go, oh, crap, I didn't do that right. Or I didn't do this or whatever. And you think, oh, well, I looked better last week. But there's nothing you do. It's show day. Just showcase yourself. Um, do your best. If, and like I say, be gracious if you don't place or if you don't place where you feel you should and don't let people blow smoke up your bum like you know you place where you placed and learn from it because that's what that's what you're there for you know is to learn on yeah. where you can move for next year because if you were just doing one show then fair enough i can see why you'd be upset but usually bodybuilders they want to do another show so they want to get better so the only way to learn and to get better is to have someone judge you. Yeah, I'm just nodding this whole time. I think it's really good as well to actually go 